Amen. Well, welcome to Life Point. And uh, it's our privilege that you decided to join us today, either in person or online. I'm Nicholas, I'm one of the pastors here at Life Point. And today I had the privilege to bring God's word to you. And the title of today's message is Confidence. Confidence. And I just want to invite you to open your Bible or your Bible app. And one of the most well known chapters in the Bible is in Psalm 23. Let's open your Bible, your Bible app in Psalm 23. And I'm going to be reading from the New International Version. And um, just because this is a well known chapter in the Bible, I want you to pay attention to detail. Just focused in this word, trying to see, trying, trying to see David. David is the one who writes it. So trying to see how, what's, what's the intention. And I want you to pay attention to detail. Like there's no plural pronouns in this psalm, but because David is just expressing his love for God. He, the way he writes this psalm, he just expresses his intimate relationship with God. So pay attention. You're going to find out like there's some pronouns like I, my, me, you. It's just, it just so much love there just between him in God, and God. So um, let, let's read them, uh, Psalms, Psalm 23. And the Bible said, says, uh, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you, you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint me, you anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely, your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. How amazing is that? Let's all pray. Yeah, Father God, we just want to express our, uh, our gratitude because of your love and your care for us. Father God, I just, we just want to surrender to you this morning, and we just want to invite you to come and, and you take control of the room, Father. Holy Spirit, I pray that you touch every people's heart, that you uh, take control of my heart, my mouth, and you... Um, Father, teach us. Uh, Holy Spirit, I pray that you can help us to push aside distractions, that you put aside any, anything, God, that's planning to, to intervene in, in, in the word that you want to, to talk to us this morning. And, and uh, uh, we, just, we just love you, God. We, we just love you. And we, we are here for you and just to bring honor and glory to you, God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hey, do you know, like, there's no other psalm or there's no uh, other psalm in the Bible that is more memorized, more recited, and more quoted than greeting cards than the Psalm 23? There's no other than that. I remember a few, a few weeks ago, I taking um, a class in seminary called 
uh, uh, Christian history. And, and while I was reading through all of this, it, just, it was amazing one of the points it get to, to say that this Psalm 23 was called the martyr's hymn or the martyr's song. And mainly because the Christians in the first century, uh, they were facing persecution and because of their belief and, and because of their faith in Christ, uh, before they were tortured, before they were just stoned to death, uh, many of them, uh, they would just recite Psalm 23. For many of them, these were the last words. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. And they would put their life for Christ. And that's what um, Augustine is called saying. This was the martyr's song. For many of those people in the first century, Christians in the first century. And because I know this is a very well-known chapter in the Bible, maybe you know it by memory. My goal today is that you can take this knowledge, to, uh, this song from, from knowledge to the place of your own heart. My goal today is when you leave this place, you can have more confidence, you feel you have more strength, that God, the Almighty God is with you. That regardless of what you're facing, regardless of what you're going through, regardless of what the week can bring in, you know that God is with you, that you are not fighting alone. So the first question is, how can we gain, how can we obtain, how can we increase confidence to face life have you ever had that question in your mind like how I, I heard like yes I know faith I know people said trust but how can I increase it how can I raise the volume the, 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 the level of, of the confidence in my own life well this psalm is a, is, is a psalm of confidence and let's see how David uh, how David expressed it, and, and reading the, the one of the first three verses, we can learn that confidence is built as you choose to remember God's favor. Confidence is built as you remember over and over to praise God, to, to remember his favor. Do you know, like, owning the ability to remember good moments or, or good times, this, this, this is not something that happens automatically in our minds. You know why? Because we, we often, we're just, we have the struggle to find negativity. So it's so hard for us to remember the good thing that God has done for you and for me. Because it's, it's all about all the negative things. But what David is doing this song, he's just writing everything good that God is doing for him. God, you just take me to fresh water. You take me to, uh, to green pastures. You're my God, your goodness, your love. This is who you are for me. It's going to be a hard time in my life. But yes, I will come back to what I have down, what I wrote down, and I will just give you praise again. Because this is what brings me confidence knowing, remembering, deciding to choose to praise God because of his favors for you. So we can assure that David had good, good and bad moments. We can assure that David had really rough moments in life, just all of us has. But, um, but David, but David, 
If you read some, he keeps choosing to remember God's favors in his life. You know, between everything that he's in front of him, he's just choosing God's favor most of the time. You know, when you know God through the scriptures, you know what God is capable to do for you when you're going through a hard moment in your life. You know, when, when you go to the scripture and you read and you, and you see and you decide to worship God, what he was doing for, for, for what he does for you, it's just easy when you go through a moment just to remember that your God is capable to do it once again for you, to rescue again, to lift you up again. You know, like David, when David is saying in the verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd, David is remembering the time that he used to be a shepherd as well. You know, every time we talk about David, first thing that comes to my mind is just when David just defeated uh, Goliath. Yeah. And, um, but we cannot forget how a great shepherd he was. And even the Bible, he's describing in the Bible, First Samuel, First Samuel chapter 17 said how great a shepherd he was. Because what David is doing in Psalm 23, he's establishing a comparison analogy. How he was as a shepherd and how God shepherds him, right? So this is what says First Samuel chapter 17, verse 34 to, through 36. But David said to Saul, you servant had been keeping his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it. I struck it and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. So what David is saying I'm transitioning from a place when I remember when I used to protect my sheep now to a place when I'm receiving God's protection on my life. He's now comparing himself with that clumsy sheep that needed to be guided. And, and this is what he said, because the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He's relating what he used to do, what God does for him. And hopefully, you walk so close to God, and you just be aware constantly of the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you, and you can relate God with everything you do. If what you do just carrying the baby, taking care of the baby, opening his mouth and put the cereal, well, not that way, uh, feeding the baby or, or, or dressing the baby. Just remember how God takes care for you, how God, just relate it with how God loves you. It, it, what you do is maybe driving most of the day, just remember how God gives direction to your life. And maybe you're in a managing position. Just remember how you need God to manage your life in order to succeed. But relate everything you do with God. That will increase confidence in you. This is how David expresses in Psalm 103, verse 1 and 2. He said, let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise his holy name. 
this verse is really interesting because David, he's not talking to anybody else, but he's talking to himself. He's, he's he giving a command to his own mind, to his soul. Like, in between everything in my mind that you can choose, I'm going to ordain you that you choose to praise the Lord with all your heart. We praise his holy name. And verse 2 says, Okay, put it in the screen, next verse. He said, And let all that I am praise the Lord. And may I never forget the good things he does for me. What a way to live life, right? Just remembering God's goodness. Just setting aside negativity and all the things that the world, the junk brings. And just looking and fixing your eyes and the goodness of God. Do you know, like, um, and I'm, I'm going to include myself in all of this. Do you know that situations in life shouldn't be as tough or as big as we let them become? And we only, if we only exercise our mind just like a muscle to have continued gratitude to God. But the time you start seeing the 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 conflict, the time you start seeing the circumstances are high bigger than your God because you're, you're focusing the wrong thing. You, you, know, you and I have been focusing in the, God, in the goodness of God and how great he is and what he can do for you. You know, like you and I, because of the decisions in life, we couldn't be in a really bad, dark, and stinky place. Because, do you agree with me? Because of your decisions in life, today you could have been in a really dark place. Or maybe we, we would have deserved that place, right? I'm the first one to say that. But because, just because somehow, because purposely, God decided to intervene in your life and, and to just cross the line in front of you and to say, hey, I'm here for you. Look at you now. You're alive. You're here life point. You have a purpose in life. You, you have a future. Your life is in the best hands it can be. You belong to God. The Lord is your shepherd. You lack nothing. The Lord is your shepherd. When the Lord is your shepherd, you lack nothing. So, how to increase confidence in your life as choosing God's favor will relate everything, what you, everything that you do with God. Most important than that, get time in the scripture. Read the Bible. Download the Bible app. You don't have time to read it or you can't read well or, or because of your sight or anything that's happening. Just, just play, the, play the audio, play it and listen to it. Get into, into God's Word. Make it your daily prayer. And here's another tip I can give you. It's very practical. Make a gratitude file. Make a gratitude file. And start writing down everything good that God is doing for you, with you. Everything small, anything big, just writing down. Oh, I saw God's purpose. I saw God's hand in this. Oh, my kids on that. Oh, start writing them down and keep file of it. You know, like going back to Psalms, first verses, first to third. You know, these three verses give us the picture 
that everything is good, right? The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. My shepherd, he's saying, my shepherd takes me to fresh waters. My shepherd takes me to green pastures. Kind of like hashtag, my shepherd is better than yours, right? <laughs> um, he just bragging about his shepherd. He's just praising his shepherd like who he is. But when you go to verse 4, a shift happened. A change happened. And, and, you know, you, you go in the line, it's good, 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 good. And then verse 4, and let's put it on the screen, uh, Psalm 23, verse 4. And it says, he's continued to write, and David's writing all this. He said, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff. They comfort me. So here's the question I have for you in this verse. Why would a good shepherd allow a clumsy sheep to go to a darkest and gloomy place? He's saying, even though when I walk through a darkest valley, if I have the best shepherd, why a good shepherd will allow a clumsy sheep to go through a darkest valley. And this takes us to the second principle. Confidence is built in the valley. Confidence is also built in the valley. You know, I know we have to choose. We all choose verse 1 to 3, right? It's easy to be in persuaded. Who, who wants to go to the swamp where you can be in the beach the whole time, right? <laughs> right. But, uh, but confidence, confidence is also built in hard times, in difficult times. Your faith gain is in difficult times. And, and um, actually, do you know when the moments when you run closer to God? Do you know when are the moments when you pray more, when you fast more, when, when you, when you want to get closer to good people? Exactly. Yeah. When something bad is happening in your life, right? And we, all, we are there in the same boat, right? When... Um, when there's a family issues, when there's brokenness, when um, your children is go, one of your children is go on the wrong path, when you have work, finances, or health issues, then maybe today somebody that you know is going through a valley, or maybe today you find yourself in a place that you, you wish you weren't there. But it's a valley in your life, and you feel like it's getting harder, and, 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 and you, need, you need confidence, and you need faith, and, 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 and you feel like it's hard to keep walking. And, um, but, uh, but I want you to know, like David went through all of this, and I want you to know as well, that even though you feel like you're running um, empty, empty, or you're running out of hope, or out of faith, God is with you. And God allows valley for certain reasons. And I'm just going to give you a few of them. One of the reasons God allows valleys in our life is to bring us to repentance. Do you remember Jonah in the Bible? The guy that just, he just escaped from God's will. And he was just going in disobedience, trying to do what he wants to do. Why to go to this place? If I want to go to this place, I don't want to preach to that people. God, call somebody else. Because the reality is, like, there's, 
the way we choose, the way we decide something's in life, it just takes us to chaotic places, right? Places like sometimes we, we're facing a valley because of our own decisions. But yet, but yet, like Jonah, we will discover that God is always with you. God is always with us. Yet we will discover, like, even when Jonah is running, you know what God is doing? God is running after him, right? Even though when you are in disobedience, even though when you, you face a hard moment, even though when you decided just to work far from God, let me tell you, God is after you. You know, he's the one that lived the 99 to go after the one, and you and I are that one. That's your God. So valleys usually are allowed to bring us to repent. And you, you know what Jonah did after all that happened? He surrendered. Okay, God, I understand. I don't want to go to that belly, to the fish, uh, to the belly of the fish again. Here I am. Here I go. Right? And He brings us to repentance because of love. He's a loving Father. Um, I, I have been in, in, in a restaurant with my kids, and, and and I, you know, and this is no pointing finger to to nobody, but uh, I see how kids sometimes play with the ketchup and put ketchup in the, oh sorry, and, and their cheek or something, <laughs> and stuff like that happen, and, and 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 I wouldn't say anything to those kids because you know why. I, I, won't, I won't rebuke them. I won't do anything because you know why? They're not my kids. But if my kids start playing with the ketchup, and I will tell them something because I want to bring them to the good place. They have some sense, right? Nathan is there in media. He's looking at me now. But uh, uh, yeah, valleys allow us to, to come to repentance. Also, valleys help us to grow spiritually. You didn't know how much you can endure. You didn't know, you didn't know how strong you were until you faced it, right? You didn't know that. And through the valleys, God wants you to grow spiritually. He wants to move you from a place called self-dependence to a place called God-dependence. He, he, he wants you to rely because valley forces us to rely more in God's strength than our own strength. So valleys are necessary. That girl to sheep had to go through valleys. So she will learn to, like she can do anything by some. You know like uh, sheep are one of the animals that they can survive by, by themselves. They need, some, they need a guy for sure, 100%. They will stumble. They will die. They will sink. There's another one. Why a good God, what a good shepherd will allow a clumsy sheep to go to valleys. Just to reveal himself. God will reveal himself through valleys. You know, like, like that you go through valleys, it doesn't mean that God is mad at you. It doesn't mean that God doesn't love you. That's what the enemy wants you to think. Oh, like God doesn't love me anymore because look at that person, the, the picture that they posted in summer and the beach and the spring break and I couldn't go to anywhere because I don't have money or because of my family or anything like that. He wants you to think God doesn't love you because you're going through a difficult situation. But instead, just exercise that gratitude muscle and look at your wounds. Look at your scars and see how God has helped you before to make it through. 
so many times. How God has revealed himself to you through bodies in the past. You know, God never promised that everything would be perfect in earth. You know why? Because this is not home. This is not your home. This is not our home. And some of the things that we see happening lately, it's not because anything. It just, they're just signs of the end of time. It's signs like the second coming of Christ. It's soon. It's close. Closer than it was before, yesterday. So, where does David's confidence is built in the times of the valley, when he's going through the valley? Can, can we put that verse again uh, one more time? Uh, verse 4, Psalm 23. Where does David's confidence is built in the valley? Psalm 23, verse 4. And it says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, this one is riding. Yes, I have been there. I have been in the valley, and the valley is no discernible place. But, but he said, but I, this is what I would choose. I will fear not evil, for you are with me. Can you repeat that inside of you? God, you are with me. You are with me. Yes, I know there is a valley. Yes, I know. Uh, I don't know what to do tomorrow. I don't know what's going to happen. But yes, God, you are with me. I know alone. I want you to know that like, God understands your valley. I want you to know that like, you're not alone. I want you to know like, the, that right now you're in the process of becoming the person that God intended you to be. And the process and the valley is necessary for you to be that person. But then, I want you to know, like, God and you will make it through. You hear that? And then, God and you will make it through. You will make it through. Just don't lose confidence. Just don't lose your faith. Just exercise that gratitude muscle to God. Just don't give up. This is the last principle. And I'm going to ask the band to come to stage. Because the reality is that um, it's hard to, to hide or ignore the valleys, right? Some valleys are so strong. There's so much pain. And, um, and they're so hard to, hard to hide. And um, principle number three is confidence. Confidence is built as you focus on God rather than the valley. Even though the valleys are necessary, but your real confidence is built when you decide to focus on God instead of the valley. Right? Valley would be there. This is part of life. And this is what verse 5 says. And just, just don't miss this part. You, you, maybe you don't remember anything. I hope you can get this part. Verse 5 says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup, my cup overflows. And here's what we can learn from this. Can we keep that verse for a little bit there? So according to this verse... It's like David is surrounded by two scenarios. 
One is his God that is serving a food for him and preparing the table for him. And at the same time, he's facing their en- his enemies. At the, fa- at the same time, he's facing something that wants to put him down. At the same time, you can, you can relate enemies as something that is just it's a distraction between you and God. That could be an enemy for you. And so he had both. So let me ask you a question. If you were David, what were you focusing on? And what God is preparing for you, how you will be really scared because the enemies are coming after you because because distraction, because things are happening in life. And look around and look, there's so many things that you can hide. And if you were David, where were your eyes focused on? Where would you rely on? What would you do? Have you ever been there? Maybe are you there right now? Facing both? You know, like God is with you. But also, there's so much struggle happening in your life. And you feel like, you feel like a sheep with a shepherd among wolves. Right? That, you, that you are with your shepherd, you can control the wolves. They're going to, they, they, they're going to, they smell you, right? They, 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 they're trying to get you. But where are you first? And the one, the mighty God that is with you, or the one that's trying to come and distract your life, take your life, take your hope, take your joy, take your peace away. This is what David is doing. Uh, can, can we put Psalm 27, 13? Psalm 27, 13. Help me, church. This is what David is saying. I remain what? Hey, let's say it louder. We remain what? I remain what? Of this. That I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I remain confident regardless of the enemies, regardless of what could happen in life. I will see the goodness of God. That's my hope. Nothing better than that. There's nothing better than that. There's nothing better than that. So David is enjoying whatever God is preparing for him. David is enjoying his buffet. I just love food, guys. I can't, I can't help it. And their enemies are biting their tongues. You know, there's, there's, there's nothing better, there's nothing wiser, I would say, that you can do than just have a gratitude life. Being alive, having a life of joy and peace and just relating God with everything you do and just growing in confidence because you love God so much and you can hide it and you talk about God and your life is say so much about who God is for you. Wasn't that what Jesus did? Wasn't that what Jesus did before he was betrayed? He was sitting down. He was eating disciple in peace, knowing that the traitor was next to him. Wasn't that what Jesus did when he was on the cross? And he chose to forgive 
everyone that heard him. And he said, God, just forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Just, just forgive them. That's what Jesus did. That's what he chose. Jesus chose gratitude. David choosing gratitude. He's focusing on what God is doing. Let the enemies deal with themselves. Let everything else deal with themselves. You know, um, my wife was supposed to be here today at 9.30, and she, she was supposed to come and because she, she had been going through, through a valley uh, for months, dealing with chronic fatigue. She hasn't been able to work for weeks. And uh, she, while I was writing this message, she was supposed to be here and reading this. And I'm going to read it to you what she, because I was typing the message and she was thinking about what, who God is for her and what would it mean not having God on her side. And she said something like, without God, I would read Psalm 23 like this. I have no shepherd. Therefore, I lack everything. Nothing goes my way. I have no direction in life. I have no clue what my future holds or what my eternity looks like. I lie down in whatever I find, sometimes in pebble and pebbles, a tiny and sand and tiny and dead leaves. A tiny, if I don't pay close attention, I lay down in end piles. I never think about what I need, therefore, I'm always searching. I've been in the edge of drowning because the, cur the currents were strong and no one is there to help me. My soul is full of confusion and torment, full of stress, depression, and anxiety. Like I said before, I have no direction in life and no guide. I feel hopeless. When I walk through the dark, I'm scary. I'm scared, I'm scared of the valleys. Boy, do I fear. It is scary not knowing what's, what is in front of me, behind me or beside me. It's like walking alone and no comfort. Okay, so I have seen a table before me, but I know there is no way I belong there. I don't belong to that table. I'm a mess. I'm guilty. I'm dirty. I'm full of sin. I have also seen others get annoyed and annoyed by oil. But man, they're lucky. What they need to they're lucky. What do they need to be able to be annoyed? How much how much they are paying for that? I would never can measure that. I guess this is a way I was destined to live. No shepherd, being alone, no one to guide me or to love me, no mercy. No grace, no future, all alone, and truly have no clue what the eternity will look like where I belong. That would that wouldn't be a reality without no shepherd, without confidence. Uh, so let me ask you the question: What are you focusing on lately? Why you don't take God's goodness and your confidence and walk the life that God has prepared for you? I want to invite you to close your eyes. 
and think about the confidence that comes from God the confidence that comes from just relying on him and make him your shepherd you know the last verse says surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever you will never walk so fast or so slow where God's goodness won't be able to reach you you're going to have ugly days you're going to have up and downs good and no good days but be assured that will never be a day without God God's with you what are you going to do with the rest of your life how you want to live the rest of your life maybe today you feel like a cast in a lost ship alone but I have great news for you the greatest shepherd here for you he's the one that leaves the 99 for the one you and today you say you know I don't want to live that life alone and today you say I want God like my shepherd I want that confidence I want you to know that like, you're not alone God and this church family are here to walk with you you can just say God today I give you my life I want to surrender to you everything I am I want to invite you to do it this is you and you feel like hopeless and you feel without confidence without faith in God and you say today is my day God is knocking at your door just say God I surrender everything to you and I give you my life this is how a great story happened. It starts. It's giving everything you are, surrendering everything to God. Oh, Father God, we all surrender to you as a declaration that we can know, do any, that we can do anything without you, God. Thank you for going after us. And Father, we just want to put our trust in who you are. And I give you all the honor and glory to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And let's all stand and let's worship.